This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. Gender equity in the music industry still has a way to go. The University of Southern California has been studying inclusion in the recording studio for years. In 2018, it found that out of the songs that made it on Billboard's year-end Hot 100 chart, along with the nominees in top Grammy categories, only 2% of those songs were produced by women. And that number hasn't moved much over the years. In 2022, only 3.5% of the songs were produced by women. I want to revisit a story we first aired back in 2019 on the subject. It's by contributor Celine Teal Blocky. She reported on the challenges that one woman has overcome to become a musician and a producer. Sarah Tutson is probably best known for fronting the band Illuminati Hotties. Here's a song off their 2018 debut album, Kiss Your Frenemies. She wrote all the songs, played many of the instruments, and produced the whole thing. The album began as a kind of calling card to show off her technical skills. Today, Tudson is in a recording studio in LA. She's here with some members of Illuminati Hotties. They're laying down tracks for their next album. Yeah, exactly, something like that. And then also, the only other thing is just those eighth notes, like really push them into the chorus. I feel like they just... Tudson knows how to produce for herself. But since the success of Kiss Your Frenemies, other bands have taken notice and asked her to produce for them. A lot of bands were like really excited about wanting to collaborate or like involve me somehow now that they had heard this project. Tudson has since had her hands on 20 records, some as a producer and others as an engineer or mixer. Tudson loves producing because it takes creativity to bring someone else's vision to life. You figure out something cool and you're like, you're like, just play it this way, like, let's try it. And the band's like, okay. They come back in and you play it on the speakers and everybody's like, oh my god. So that's my favorite part of making a record is there's definitely a moment when the artist realizes that they're like making art. But not many women go on to become producers. After Tudzine graduated from Berklee College of Music with a degree in music production, she went on to work at a big recording studio. When she arrived, she was stuck with the grunt work, such as getting coffee and even janitorial tasks. At like four in the morning, I was like cleaning a toilet with somebody who had worked there for like three years. And I was like, I gotta leave. Like I can't, like there's gotta be another way to do this job. She only lasted six weeks at that studio. She realized women who had been there for a while weren't getting promoted to jobs that were more hands-on with the music. They were continuously pushing other women into the desk jobs instead of the assistant jobs. One male colleague told Tudzin straight out she would never get behind the boards there anyway. And I was like, why? I'm doing the same job that you are. And it was just like, well, it just, you know, the vibe here is like not really friendly if you're if you're like a girl. This statement is echoed by research from the University of Southern California's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. The report released in 2018 looked at the Grammy nominees and those who made it on the year-end Billboard Hot 100 charts between 2012 and 2017. The research revealed that only 2% of producers were women. 
Grammy President Neil Portnow was asked about this gender imbalance while backstage at the 2018 awards show. He replied, "Women need to step up." The backlash was swift. Dr. Kate Pieper is a research scientist who co-authored the report. What happened at the Grammys that year that really, I think, influenced how women pushed back on the industry and said, "It's time for a change. We we need more female representation, and we are we're going to do something about it." As a result, several new initiatives were created. For example, Alicia Keys' "She Is the Music," a global network that aims to increase the number of women in all roles across the music industry, with songwriting camps and mentorships. The Recording Academy also set up an initiative aimed specifically at tackling the problem by getting established producers to work with and sponsor up-and-coming female producers and engineers. Dance, dance, revolution. All we're gonna get, unless it falls apart. John Vanderslice is a musician and producer. He owns Tiny Telephone Studios in San Francisco and Oakland. He says he's always had women producer engineers in his studios. We have six engineer producers on staff, and half of them are female. As a musician himself, Vanderslice is currently working on a record that will be produced by Sammy Perez, who plays bass in the band Cherry Glazer. But Vanderslice admits the female representation he sees in his studios and projects aren't the norm. It's like a boys' club. It's pathetic. He goes on to say he's met great female producers like Grammy winner Leslie Ann Jones. She's worked on albums for Alice in Chains, Rosemary Clooney, and Bobby McFerrin. She's also worked on the soundtracks for Apocalypse Now, Requiem for a Dream, and more. There's also Sylvia Massey, who has produced for Johnny Cash, Tool, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Both of them have been like tremendously important to mentoring female engineers and producers. But I, I would say that it's like a you might as well be looking for like female engineers at Google or something. It's it's terrible. Vanderslice believes bands themselves can be part of the problem. This lack of female representation is a vicious cycle because the music industry has been male-dominated for so long. Bands gravitate towards the same male producers over and over again. Chasing credits is like pure idiocy. I mean, so many bands do that. If you're supporting just like people who already have power over and over and over again, there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like male-female. It's just like you can't just be doing this game. This is how power gets concretized, and you have these like. Unbreakable systems, you know. I'm really against that kind of thinking. I think that the proof is in like what someone actually does. It's exciting to hear someone who's just coming up, who's working on very limited equipment, and they make really interesting records. Like Vanderslice, Tudson says she sees more female producers in her music world than what that two percent number would make it seem. She also sees the industry changing. For example. Bigger bands are becoming more conscious about which bands or artists they invite to open up for them on tour. Artists are specifically looking to lift up bands that are fronted by women and by people of color and by queer people and you know marginalized people. Despite this push for diversity in the music industry, Tudzin notices that not all white male bands are happy with this shift. 
I think that has been reversely intimidating to a lot of bands that are just white dudes. But the truth is, is that those bands are going to be totally fine and they're not not getting opportunities and they're doing just as good and record labels are still signing them. The music industry has shut women out for decades, and Tajin feels that these bands missed the point. I think that's sort of the thing that everybody forgets about, is that it is just sort of like making space for more people. It's not excluding the people that have already been sitting at the table, you know. Tajin has noticed more women amassing influential credits as producers, from St. Vincent to King Princess and Claro. She doesn't feel that it's in anyone's interest for the music industry to keep out half the population or anyone who identifies as non-male. That was Celine Teal-Blocky with her story we first aired in 2019. Meanwhile, Sarah Tudson helped produce Boy Genius's latest record and open up for the band on their latest tour. She also recently toured with the Linda Lindas. Here's a clip from the latest release from Illuminati Hotties. It's called Truck. That was Sound and Vision. And before you go, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and review it. Those little things really go a long way in helping spread the word that this show exists and is worthy of other people's time. You can also help financially support this show, which is run by a publicly funded station, KEXP. You can help support Sound and Vision by giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org sound. Thanks so much.